Hello and welcome to the 3 for Thursday podcast from fmi.online. I'm your host Neeti Jain and today's 3 for Thursday is three biggest financial hubs in the world. So today my guest is Ryan Spendelo. He's been on our show before for the podcast. We've done a few recordings with him. Hi, Ryan. Good morning, or rather, good afternoon. How are you today? Hey, Niti. I'm doing very well. How are you today? Not bad. Right. So, Ryan, uh, what do you think uh, classifies a city as a financial hub? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question, actually, Niti. A, a financial hub is a city, or it could even be a region, but it's, it's usually a city that contains a large number of different types of financial services institutions. So it's a city that has lots of investment banks, private banks, asset managers, insurance companies, but also things like stock exchanges, um, derivative exchanges, um, and other financial markets infrastructure. And, and the term financial hub, it's a metaphor for that uh, hub and spoke of a wheel where the city is really, really important. Uh, it's the hub and its services uh, impacts the rest of the economy or the rest of the region or the rest of the, of, of the country. And, and, and there are financial hubs in most countries in the world. Most countries have a financial hub. Even in little old New Zealand, we have a financial hub and that would be Auckland where I started my financial services career many moons ago. Um, for example, Paris. Paris is the financial hub of France. Uh, most of the major French banks are headquartered there. Uh, it's got the largest stock exchange in France, the Euronext. Um, but what we want to kind of explore in this podcast, I guess, is what are the three most influential financial hubs globally? Um, and that's what I've been putting some thought into this morning. Yes, and you probably can also explain why they're the most influential ones, according to you. So what's your number one take? I'm, I think I'm pretty much guessing New York. Is that yours as well? Yeah, number one, it has to be New York. It's regarded by most commentators or many commentators as the finance capital of the world. It's been ranked first in lots of different surveys in terms of influence and importance in the financial services industry you know it's really famous for wall street uh, which is you know when they when we talk about working on the street you know it's wall street and the new york stock exchange which is headquartered down there on wall street and it's the largest stock exchange in the world by market capitalization the city has a a mix of banks from all around the world a lot of them you know all the big banks have a presence there um, many of the big banks are headquartered in new york although not all of them, you know, very famously Bank of America and Wells Fargo, two very big US banks. They have a massive presence in New York, but they're not actually headquartered there. But, you know, you think about the other names, uh, JP Morgan, uh, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs. These are some of the biggest names in finance. So when you have that and you've got, you know, Bloomberg uh, uh, headquartered there. So yeah, in terms of its influence, in terms of the deal value that's flowing through the city every day in terms of things like um, the foreign exchange markets, the bond markets, the insurance businesses that operate out of New York. It, it has to be um, by, you know, by unanimous decision, really. You've said it's number one. I've said it's number one. So that's unanimous. The biggest financial hub in the world. And it has two stock exchanges, NYSE and NASDAQ. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, the Nasdaq is 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 there as well. Um, uh, it's a little Nasdaq's a little bit different because the Nasdaq's more of a network of dealers. Um, whereas when you go to the New York Stock Exchange, it's got an actual trading floor, um, which I've never been to actually. Have you been? Have you been to a big stock market trading floor like that? Like maybe the BSC in Mumbai or anything? No, not really. Not to the floor. Yeah, but I think it'd be quite exciting. I know somebody here in Hong Kong whose father is retired and he spends his day playing Mahjong and then going down to the Hong Kong Stock Exchange to the viewing platform to see all the action. So, um, yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to go when we have the IPO for FMI to ring the oh. bell. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> I, I, I long for that day. That would be amazing. What's your second one then, Ryan? Okay, so for me, number two is London. Despite Brexit and the issues around um, the Brexit vote, London for me is still the second most important and influential financial hub in the world. During its long history, uh, it's always been one of the most prominent cities in terms of international trade and finance and business. Uh, it's got that advantage over some of the other financial hubs in the world in terms of its time zone. When you come online in the morning in London, the Asia markets are still open. And in the afternoon, that's when the US markets come online. So it straddles that really convenient time zone, which is really important for things like the FX markets, uh, because the FX markets is one of those markets, which is 24 hours a day. Uh, and London is the largest FX hub in the world. So it's even bigger than, uh, than New York in terms of deals flowing through. But London, it's the home of the London Stock Exchange, which is the second largest exchange in Europe. Um, it is home to the London uh, Metal Exchange, the LME. Uh, it is home to the London Bullion Market, which is really important for gold and silver. Uh, the Bank of England is the second... I think the second oldest central bank in the world and um, that's located in London. Um, and so it's a, it's a really huge market for not only FX, uh, but in terms of um, uh, stocks and, and bonds, futures, uh, it, it has a lot of trading volume going through. So for me, even though it might have lost some of its influence because of Brexit, with some of the big banks and financial institutions looking for other parts of Europe to, to, to be based. Uh, for me, it's still number two. So strategic location for London makes it one of the most important financial hub or the most influential one rather. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's right. That's and right. It's, we, certainly, it's certainly not the weather. It's certainly not the weather. <laughs> Definitely not the weather. No. Uh, what would be your number three then? Number three is the one that I had the most trouble with. I, I had a, I had a few choices. So what what I can do? The, these are the these are the three financial hubs that I thought about that didn't quite make it to number three. So I was going. So I did consider Chicago. Uh, Chicago is actually a really important financial hub for the derivative markets. The Chicago Board of Trade set up back in the eighteen hundreds. Options Clearing Corporation, lots of big uh, insurance companies, asset manager based in Chicago. But it wasn't, so Chicago, I thought about, but I, I dismissed it fairly quickly in terms of getting to the top three. Um, I also thought about some of the Asian centers like Shanghai, which is the um, third most popular city in the world behind Tokyo. And I think Delhi is number two, or, or, mm -hmm. or I think it is anyway. Um, but Shanghai has become a much more important financial hub over the last decade or two. But I, it didn't quite get there for me. 
Um, I also thought about briefly Hong Kong and Singapore. Again, Singapore, with the issues going on with Hong Kong in the terms of the protests in the last couple of years and then the COVID and, and the tight border restrictions, Singapore has become more of an important financial hub in, in Asia. But for me, even though they all came close, my number three has to be Tokyo. Tokyo. Um, I was guessing a, Singapore. You were going to guess Singapore? Yeah. Yeah. Singapore is really aggressively trying to become a more important hub for financial services. And it has. And, and you know, haven't been to Singapore for a while, but, you know, you go to Singapore and you look around at the skyscrapers there and you know, all the big financial services names, they've all got buildings there. Um, and every time you go to Singapore, they seem to build another part of the business district with more banks names on top of their on top of their yep. buildings um and it's a it's a lot easier place for international banks and asset managers and insurance companies to do business than say something like hong kong or shanghai um mainly down to you know the ease of doing business less restrictions but also it's english speaking which is very advantageous because english is still the the global language of, of business but i had to go with tokyo after a little bit of um, deliberation it's the third largest economy in the world uh, it's the headquarters to some of the world's biggest and investment banks and insurance companies particularly and the Japanese exchange group combined with the it combines the Tokyo Stock Exchange and the Osaka Exchange so those are two very large exchanges and that and that's based in Tokyo and if you think about some of the big Japanese bank there's Nomura uh, there's Mitsubishi. Uh, there's a number of others. There's some really, really big asset managers and insurance companies that are based there as well. Tokyo has time and time again been rated um, one of the biggest, you know, most influential financial hubs in the world. So, so that for me is number three. You, so to wrap this up, it's New York, London, and Tokyo. So yeah. I have one final question for you. Does that mean that these cities would have better job opportunities for students looking to get into the financial industry? Uh, absolutely. If you think about the cities that we've mentioned, not only the top three, but those other cities that we've mentioned as well, like, like Shanghai, like yep. Hong Kong, like Singapore, like Chicago. There's also a couple of others that you could put in there as well, like Zurich and Frankfurt. Uh, again, if you're looking to get your dream job in finance, either as a student, maybe looking to for a graduate role, or whether you already work in the services, uh, financial services industry, and you want to find another role within the financial services industry, or maybe you you currently are working in another industry, like maybe technology and you want to get into the financial services industry, in those big financial hubs, you're going to find many more opportunities uh, for sure. Uh, the headcounts of the banks are bigger. Um, there's more banks there or more asset managers, more insurance companies there in one spot. A lot of the hiring that goes on in terms of graduate programs and onboarding happens in those financial hubs. So yeah, for sure. That, that's, where the, that's where more opportunities are going to be. It doesn't mean there isn't opportunities elsewhere because they certainly are um, but those are certainly where um, your main opportunities are going to be. Thank you, Ryan. Also, just not to forget to mention that FMI is helping students with getting these getting roles in these financial in, in banks or asset management firms across the world. Uh, all our programs are online and can be accessed from anywhere you are. So have a look at our pathways if you haven't yet. Did you want to add anything else to our pathways, Ryan? Oh, uh, a little plug for our pathways. I'm always happy to plug our pathways, Nitty. What I think is uh, special about our pathways, particularly for people that currently aren't part of the financial services industry. So you may be a student studying, looking to graduate and move into a role. You may be working outside the industry 
uh, technology, for example, is a, is a great example, and you want to move into the into the industry, you want to get a job in technology and an investment banker and asset manager. We run training programs in all the top banks, in the big asset managers, in the big insurance companies. So we know how these companies work. We know what people need to know in order to work in these businesses. So we've taken that knowledge, um, that very practical knowledge, that very, very real world knowledge, and we've based our content on that very practical real world knowledge. So our pathways aren't about theory. Our pathways are about how these organizations, these financial services work in the real world and what you need to know in order to get your dream job in finance. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you to the people who have listened to our podcast so far. And a really big thank you to those who have given us feedback on some future three for Thursdays that we could do. Please keep them coming in. Drop me a message on LinkedIn or any other contact you have got from me. And we'd love your support. And you can do that by rating, reviewing, and subscribing to our Three for Thursday podcast. Finally, have a look at our free resources at fmi.online. See you next Thursday. Bye.